We're live. But the bad weather isn't here yet. Dude, I got bad weather right now. We're getting – it's not – okay, I don't want to – hey, this is a pre-show, everybody, where we're talking about what we're going to do on the show. And what we're talking about is the two hosts who are missing. Um, are, they're not here. And there is some bad weather going through our area, but it's nothing like Ida. All right, that's hitting New Orleans right now. You know, thoughts to everybody. I hope that – oh, there's Taylor. I hope that shit uh, doesn't – you know. Hey, Taylor, we're live. Well, I uh, have – I hope yeah. that shit doesn't hit it. But, yeah, we are getting some weather here, and it's actually sort of – the whips of the tail, you know, as the hurricane is, I'm, I'm doing the pictures. As yeah. the hurricane is spinning, it sort of He's whips giving off visual storms, aids. you know, off. That that can be actually more dangerous than uh, the hurricane in a localized location, you know, with tornadoes. And well, I have I have family in Louisiana. I have a lot of family I bet in you do. Yeah, you do. You told and, me that. I bet. And I uh, my mom, she said my aunt is basically, they are, they are. Well, Family. Battening down the hatches. How about your family? Pretty much. Uh, but my dad, I, right now I'm more concerned. So they're about hanging my dad. out. They're staying. They're, they're, they're riding the storm out. They pretty much do. <laughs> That's pretty Gee. much what they do. Uh, crazy, but my dad, dude, man, it's crazy. My dad, I'm I'm more worried about my dad right now because he's been having a coffin fit since Friday. Oh great! Let's so not even go there. He's, He's going to get tested tomorrow. So, so uh, Adam Normal may or may not show up. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about what we do on the show. Segment one, I watched a movie, and we all watched a trailer, I think. So we'll talk about that trailer in segment one. I think that's probably a good idea. Uh, on to the news. Lots of comic book news this week. New Batman creative team. And a little bit more on that uh, as DC gets into the pastiche sort of shit. Uh all big, Batman all the time. Big Captain Marvel news. Supply chain issues. I think we'll just gloss over those a little oh, bit. Oh, supply though. chain issues as in bags and boards? Well, oh, I was going to mention that in regards to that. But yeah, uh, mm. uh, all that Galactus, the big HasLab Galactus. Uh, Dave, we'll need you to check on updated numbers in the moment. Uh, and then what if we've got a great food news that Big D sent over. We do have a moment of destruction, but... <laughs> Damn, without Adam Normal here, it seems kind of lame. Uh, You'll just have to pull the weight of two for that one, Gomer. I know. I don't know if I can do it because I'm going to shit all over at least half of it pretty hard. Uh, yeah, and then lots of great comics this week, but man, Marvel. Okay, I, I have I have your Galactus news. All right, great. We'll get to it when we get all to right. it. I didn't mean right away. Uh, I've already. You're already, on the ball, though. I've, I love it. You're on the ball. I've already uh, done it. Anything else? Anything else anybody want to toss into the mix? Uh, I'll just toss it in on the what we did this week stuff. Oh, great. Segment one. I, I love a good segment one contribution. And that's a big N-O from, from Big T. Well, I have something that I did this week that might be worth oh, talking Oh, all right. About. Awesome. It's not really news. It just... Yeah. You're going to ask us these things anyway, Gomer. So just, you know, be patient. Well, let's do it. Oh yeah! I love I love when Taylor bossing me around. He doesn't know it, but he. I'm I do. surrounded by assholes. It's true. That is true. It's true. <laughs> oh, Rick Moranis! I do wish you'd come back for at least the Ghostbusters movie. There's a rumor that he's gonna be in the Ghostbusters movie. I mean, he is doing stuff sort of nowadays. He was in that commercial and everything. Oh, please. Yeah. I guess. 
The power of Ryan Reynolds compels you. <laughs> right? Greetings, geeks. <laughs> Welcome back. It's another episode of This Geek and Comics, our Geekers comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! Gomer, A.K. David. Bringing that hair metal energy there, he David. Is, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, feeling, I'm feeling my oats today. Adam Normal is off this week, I guess. I don't know. He's All working. He's on special assignment. All love to him. He's probably got a power outage or something. Who knows? Anyway, uh, segment one where we talk about cool stuff we did. I watched Cruella. It popped up on Disney Plus for free. Yeah, for really? free. Dude, it was like kind of rad, dude. I mean, I had a really good time with this it, movie. It seems like the pipeline for these things is way faster than it used to be because this oh, was yeah, in theaters definitely. like a couple of months ago, and definitely. yeah. Well, I did watch Raya and the Last Dragon this week too. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Uh, I have seen that one. That one's really good. I think yeah, that it's one all right. is like it's one right. of the best ones I've seen. That, uh, I don't know about that. It was alright. Um, if we're doing like recent Disney movie tier lists, it's not close to Moana or Frozen or Tangled. And what was the uh, what was the one with the brothers and the magic? Oh, that was Onward. Onward. That's Pixar. That, that was dope. That oh, was amazing. I love that. that one. Yeah, that movie was amazing. I that's love Pixar, that. so no, I count that different. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But um, uh, yeah, that movie was, was basically the, uh... the uh, like D and D send up movie. So yeah, you know, I was yeah. all here for that. There was also another one. I think it was Pixar too about the mer the mer folk. Oh, Luca. Oh. Luca. That was good. That was, yeah, that's, right. that's that was Pixar too. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty that was, good. That was pretty good. We talked about it when it came out, but yeah, that oh, was charming. We? Yeah, did we? yeah, it was it was charming. But yeah, Cruella. We, we talked about how it was good, how they felt like kids, you know. Oh sure, sure. I, Cruella was dope. It was great. Uh, I mean, sure they took a villain and turned her into kind of a an villain. anti-hero, but uh, Emma Stone alone is worth watching this damn movie. She's amazing. She's so great. But yeah, dope movie. Uh, Stone, the new Glenn Close. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? And then we'll talk about the No Way Home trailer. Ah. Uh, no uh, my uh, Battlestech, my Battletech uh, clan invasion Kickstarter finally finished itself. I got Wave Two today. I was expecting oh. it tomorrow, so I got it a day early. How do you get so, shit on Sundays? Yeah, I, it was FedEx, I guess. Uh, wow, that's crazy. It showed up. Them. It showed up. I I I went and did my stuff on my usual stuff on Sunday. Come home and it was sitting on the doorstep. Awesome. So now you can play more games. Yeah, well now I got now I got some fun stuff, but really fun, fun mechs to play more with. More games, more mechs. Taylor, anything? Um earlier today I did go see Free Guy. Oh, the new Ryan Reynolds jam about the video game what I'm hearing is the best video game movie to date. Arguably, Ryan Reynolds seems to have a touch for this because uh, Detective Sonic. Pikachu wasn't bad either. I liked Sonic a lot. Sonic was pretty good. I mean, I like I like a lot, like way more than I should have. Lately, you know? the... I haven't seen either Detective Pikachu or Sonic. So... They're, they're good. Detective really? Pikachu is good. I'm just not a, like a Pokemon guy. You know what I mean? I've never have been. But I mean, Sonic was dope, dude. I especially had compared to like video game movies of the past, yeah, these like are oh, really yeah. knocking out of the park. I mean, famously, video game movies are always dog shit. Uh, yeah. Even like Resident yeah. Evil, where there's a dozen of them, they're still just not yeah. really but good. Those Resident, like they, those Resident Evil movies... Those are, are enjoyably bad. Based yeah. Exactly. The they lean into it, being like Sharknado. Yeah, like they, they know what they are. Mila Jovovich um, made a career of that. Dude, good for her. And honestly, good for her, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Free Guy oh, was pretty sorry. solid. Um, yeah. It's basically, yeah, like what if a uh, Grand Theft Auto NPC became sentient? 
Yeah. And um, they actually, I think, put more effort into structuring the plot of this movie than they really needed to, because there's actually kind of an interesting progression towards revealing like how it is he became sentient. And is it like the Matrix? Um, no. Um, oh, okay. Well, we, it's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, but, that's, um, that's okay. I want to watch the movie, so yeah, don't get into it. I, I yeah, see it. it's akin. It's a. It's akin to Pacific Rim in the oh, sense that. Well, I'm not saying it's that. It's not as good as that, but I oh. do think that they share a quality where they tried way harder than they needed to for the plot, oh. and I appreciate it. I do appreciate the effort oh, that they made. That's cool. Uh, Pacific Rim was just okay. Let's talk about No Way Home. What? Fuck you. And no, I, I enjoyed the monsters great. fighting robots, but that's about it. Whatever. All right. Uh, okay. Everyone's saying, hey, it, this seems like one more day. And really, it's it's it not one is. more day. It's, well, I mean, there's more one moment sure. in time, which came directly after one more day, if you'll remember. Oh, well, it was like a year later, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, directly after in that whole story where oh, sure, sure. War like, led into, wise. you know, one more day and all that. And, uh, everyone said Matt Murdock sighting, Matt Murdock sighting. Uh, but Mephisto, that's where I was going with, you know, everybody wants Mephisto so fucking bad. I'm sorry. Disney is not going to put Satan in a Marvel movie. All right. Yet, Hercules is as close as we're getting to the Satan being in a Disney movie. Uh. This is a cool scene right here, you know, classic Doctor Strange. Yeah, out of body experience. So yeah, this trailer definitely had a nice Easter egg hunt quality to it, you know, with the goblin bombs and. Uh, oh, I've got it, dude! I've got oh, it. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I won't get ahead of it then, but. Um, yeah, but I, I like this Doctor Strange just lounging around the house because he accidentally yeah. made it winter in the house or something. You know, it really feels like they're gonna lean hard into Doctor Strange being weird and. Honestly, kind of not giving a fuck. Seems that way, which I guess is fueling all this uh, Mephisto rhetoric about like, oh, well, what if it's really Mephisto doing the casting? I don't know anything about that here or there. We've or, had we've had rumors um, of Mephisto for every Marvel show. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, it does seem like this trailer is either outright confirming or giving a lot of credence to all these rumors that have been milling around for fucking ever now, you know? Like the worst kept secret in Hollywood, there's going to be multiple spots. Well, yeah, they confirmed um, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock coming back, and um, it's. I'd be very shocked at this point if we don't see uh, Toby and Andrew. And Willem, Willem Dafoe. And that sounded like his laugh. That's like Sandman. I don't remember that actor's yeah. name, but he's kind of a classic actor. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, Thomas Hayden yeah. Church. Thank you. Thank you. He's in this uh, movie called Sideways with Paul Giamatti, which I fucking adore for some reason. But anyway, uh, just looking at this, can you tell me just on the surface, if you were fishing for shit to take from this trailer, what's wrong with this picture? Why is the eye he, of Agamotto yeah, doesn't have the is, time stone anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have the time stone anymore. The eye of Agamotto had one job in the MCU, and that job seems to be gone but, because but the, eye, the eye of Agamotto maybe it's just like maybe it's just like part of his him? vestments at this. Oh, point, oh sure, you know? sure. He just likes to accessorize with weird shit. Oh, well, maybe it's like a symbol for him being the Sorcerer Supreme. I don't fucking know. Yeah, still, but, still. We'll but, see, but didn't but didn't the 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 actual necklace didn't it like close to hide the eye? Yeah. Um, well, in Endgame, uh, Thanos destroyed all the exactly. stones from and the uh, up-to-date timeline, and then the ones that they brought from the other timelines got returned. So, no, there should be no way for the Eye of Agamotto to still be around here. But he just, yeah, he destroyed the Eye of Agamotto. 
He destroyed the Eye of Agamotto in that time. Thanos did. No, well, that's the timeline we're in. That's the timeline we're in. No, now we have, now we have variant keep up. Didn't he smash No, the, that doesn't matter, David. This is the timeline that we're in. Yeah, didn't he smash the Eye of Agamotto and then, like, get the... He's like, and he's like, oh, you asshole, it's not in there. Remember well, yeah, that? he did like to like, ah, a fake, which since it was a fake, I don't know if it was his actual that's necklace true, or not. That's true, that's true. I just, this is the one I, I think don't know. for that I didn't Either see a way, lot of people talking about. It shouldn't have any of its fantabulous time powers anymore because the time stone, the time stone is for sure gone. Yeah, except in the TVA where there's dozens of them. Sandman, uh, you know doing his thing. There's something going on in here. It's hard to see. It's poor resolution, but yes, of course, the Goblin Bomb. Uh, man right here. You're going to have a lot more fun kidnapping this Aunt May, I'm just saying. Yeah, I saw somebody share that on the site. Um, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, just a bunch of weird, crazy destruction. Electro, maybe? Electro, maybe? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It seems like a lot of fun, but you know what? It also seems like 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot, dude. It's a lot. What are they trying yeah. to do here? You know. And honestly, <laughs> I'm not any more excited for this movie because of the trailer, I gotta say. Well, I mean, you're right, because it just confirmed a lot of what everybody was already assuming. Well, that, anyway. and I was never all that hype about the multiverse thing they were gonna... Like, I was never that hype about Even them bringing the Loki, Spider-Verse. I mean, sure, I expect them to tell good stories. Loki was great, but to me, the inclusion of a multiverse, of the Spider-Verse, yeah. it's not inherently better than whatever else they could have done, you know? Yeah. If the movie's well, good, and I expect it to be, yeah, that's great. But I've never been just, like, shitting myself over the idea of, like, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up the way everybody else seems to be. Sure. No, and that's fair because it is sort of leaning hard into nostalgia in a weird sort of way because, like, those movies were hit or miss. And when they missed, people were fucking pissed. Remember well, Venom in that, how people hated yeah. it? Now yeah. they want that. Um, I hear a lot of people wanting that dude from that 70s show, whatever the hell his name is, Telfer Grace, to Telfer come Grace. back and be Venom. And it's like, what are you talking? You I mean, hated yeah. that. You I mean, hated that. It is interesting how nostalgia blinders can like really take a hold on people. Because, yeah, yeah Spider-Man 3 was largely panned at the time. But, yeah, apparently Very people are... Well, whatever, but yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone, even at the time, thought that the Amazing Spider-Man movies were pretty bad. Yeah, the first one was good. The second one was not great. Yeah, they're all here. They're, they're all over the place, though. You know, they really are. Now, I've never I've heard got, anyone say they're great. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, I got two things, two more things to say on this. This is in my notes for this, but one is uh, more of an observation. Another one is more of a prediction. The observation. Peter Parker seems kind of like a bitch in this again. Oh, all this fame and these superpowers and this awesome Stark industry super suit. I need everybody to forget who I am. Come on. That is. I mean, the dude is like, even in the trailer, we see he is being hounded and accused uh, of murder. You know? I get it, but. It's weird, dude. It's dumb. It's I will. Stupid. What I thought you were going to say, and this I agree with more, is it does once again seem like Spider-Man's going to be almost more of a supporting character in his oh, own movie. Oh, again? Yes. 
Is there ever going to be a, an MC Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man is the main character? Not as well, I mean, right. <laughs> he is the main character in like the most you know stringent sense of the word. But yeah, it seems like he is mostly <laughs> reacting to things that other characters do rather than yeah. setting the pace himself. Yeah, you know, like here, um, Doctor Strange is his new dad. You yeah, know, like the first movie was about Iron dad. Man being his dad. The second movie was about him getting over his dad dying. And now he's got a new dad in Doctor Strange. You yeah. know? Uh, and my prediction, and I mean, I'm going out on a limb here. If you're bringing in these other spider, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man is a different guy. One of my favorite Spider-Man, actually. But if you're bringing all these different characters from the multiverse in, Dude, you've got to hit with the stinger, and you've got to bring in Miles. You've got to just fucking do it. Yeah. You've just, even if it's uh, post credits, even if there's there's got to be something. Now is the time. They've just they've got to do it. Well, I've seen people point out though that this MCU Peter has already borrowed so heavily from Miles. What's even the point of doing Miles? Well, do point? new stuff. Do new stuff. The I think the MCU is that big and that diverse that yes, you can bring in Miles. And have him do all kind. Con- Dude, there's so many yeah. stuff that they could still pull from. Especially That's true. now that there's a Spider Verse. But- and honestly, any excuse to inject some more diversity at the MCU is something that they should take advantage of. And such a great character too, man. Miles yeah. is awesome. Miles dude. is definitely one of the best characters introduced in this millennium. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so yeah, uh, I, I'm not really looking forward to this movie. Uh, I'm sure it'll be great, but. It ranks up there with all the other Spider-Man movies. I mean, me. I look forward to every MCU okay. movie. I'm sure I'm going to love it, but yeah, this trailer did not do anything to add or detract from that. Dave, final words on No Way Home. I'll probably Great. see it. In- <laughs> Great. That's riveting. <laughs> Compelling shit. Not, maybe, not more than once, maybe, but yeah. I'll probably see it. Let's do news. Let's do news. And now, here's Goma with the news. His ass hadn't even been really swinging, doing any inner city web swinging, like Manhattan. You know what I mean? He was scared to be on the Washington Monument. Bullshit, man. Anyway, moving on. Batman has a new creative team. That's right, Joshua Williamson. Uh, He tweeted it. I'm writing Batman, exclamation point. As Batman leaves Gotham, so he's moving Batman out of Gotham. I'm starting a new storyline called Abyss, which is going to introduce a new character. Yes, you heard it here first. A new character. I'm just saying that to be facetious. Oh, Batman well, I mean, character. yeah. It's a new character. Hey, it is true that Tinian's run has kind of overwhelmed us with new characters. It's a chessboard yeah. of new characters, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, but that being said, um, I am looking forward to a changing of the guard here. Yeah. I mean, we we say it week after week, but Tinian's run has been resoundingly mediocre. Agreed. 100%. Like, the worst thing he's ever done as a writer, in my opinion. And that's maybe. saying a lot. But And it's the most popular comic book in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's... It's hard I mean, to it's say. The it's hard to say. comic book in DC. <laughs> no, in the world. So I feel like the most popular comic book in the world is always either going to be Batman, Spider-Man, or X-Men. No, know? it is. It is. And X-Men, not really anymore. Once the once they come back to the MCU, I'm sure they'll get a spike. But if Hox Pox can't sell them the way you know, Batman and Spider-Man always sells, then nothing is, is going to do it. But 
Uh, Jorge Molina is going to be the artist. Uh, just a little background of me and Joshua Williamson. All right. Uh, in 2007, I picked up a book off the shelf on a whim uh, as a Desperado was the publisher, Desperado Comics, and it was called Necessary Evil. Uh, it was sort of like a Hogwarts for villains where kids learn to go be villains. Uh, the art sucked. It was so inconsistent and so bad. Uh, the lettering had typos in it. And some of the balloons in like the last two issues would just be empty. You know what I mean? Like there was just nothing there. Uh, but there was something about the writer of that book. And the writer of that book was Joshua Williamson. Uh, so yeah, I've been a fan of his since I believe that is his very first, uh, you know, small publisher, you know, that was, went to diamond work and yeah, dude, he's earned this. If you look at all the work that he's done, I mean, at image, sure. But even at DC, his flash run, I'm not going to say it's the definitive flash run because Jeff Johns has worked on flash. You know what I mean? It's really hard to do that. But his run at Flash is not something that you're going to forget, you know. Uh, and I think him having Batman makes him the guy, especially Tiny and leaving to doing his Substack thing. He's the guy now. I mean, at DC Comics. Being the writer of Batman is very much a getting called up to the pros for a lot of comic book writers. And yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. I have I mean, read it. It'll, it'll forever go in their line, Batman writer. Yeah. It will forever go in the parentheses after their name on anything they ever do ever again. Very true. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know his body of work <laughs> as well as you do, I would say, but I have read a few of his things and I have liked what I've seen. Yeah. So yeah, I am definitely looking forward to this uh, new creative team. I am anxious to pick up Batman and be a little bit fresh. Uh, I have shat on Batman very hard uh, for all kinds of reasons. He's a terrible hero. I practically hero. dropped I think it. I think he's a terrible hero. I think he's just bad. Nightwing is the best Batman book I, I may have ever read, you know, uh, outside of that tiny and detective comics run, you know, where he gets the whole family together. But uh, on the same note, Joshua Williamson in the November solicits, uh, he's the new king of DC comics uh, and he has a new book in the November solicits called Justice League Incarnate. Now, I kind of wish fucking Adam was here because he's reading what the hell's the name of that book? frontier or some shit infinite frontier yeah now that's kind of like building this multiverse justice league together right now let me just haven't say they, haven't they tried doing this for years i don't know i don't know i mean it's, it, it's a book coming out it's 40 pages five bucks it's a five issue mini six dollar cardstock yeah. variants joshua williamson and dennis culver uh with art by andrea brezin and brandon peterson uh, after Infinite Frontier, yeah, I had it fucking right here in my notes, dumbass. Uh, defends the multiverse from Darkseid across infinite Earths, which I didn't think were a thing anymore at DC Comics. Anyway. It's hard to keep track, honestly. It is. But yeah. So this, you, you guys are going to fucking love this. All right, remember this? The uh -huh. map of the multiverse? I actually have one of these. The the comic shop that, that we all go to actually gave me the map of the multiverse that they had from DC Comics, which I have put away. So... I have that somewhere too. Following, oh great, thanks. <laughs> Quit trying to one up me, Dave. Fuck you, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> the one true dark side, the Superman of Earth 23, leads a team of superheroes from uh, other worlds: Flashpoint, Batman, China's Flash from Earth Zero, Captain Fucking Carrot from Earth 26, and the brand new superhero, Doctor Multiverse. 
from was Earth. Doctor, was Doctor Multiverse the one there above uh, Aquawoman there? Uh, I don't know. Like next to Flash and above Aquawoman? Uh, that was the one I did not recognize. Uh, that's the I didn't recognize. Oh, this that person one here wearing the blue and things. Yeah, they yeah, have like a yeah. serrated spear thing. Yeah, I don't know who that is supposed to be. Uh, anyway, sorry, Doc- I cut you off midstream. Go ahead. I did because this is the best part. Doctor Multiverse is from Earth Eight. Earth Eight is the Marvel universe. It's <laughs> their pastiche, right? So. It's the behemoth, David Dibble as the behemoth, right? There's Wondijin, who is uh, their Thor. Machine Head, Red Dragon, Bug, all these other, <laughs> you know, motherfuckers. So, yeah, they're basically just doing Heroes Reborn, kind of, in their own unique DC way. And I love this. I'm getting this. I can't help but have to see how they beat the shit out of the Marvel Universe. I think that's wonderful. This seems like a fun idea. I'm definitely, yeah. I'll get, I'll definitely give it a check out for sure. Tit yeah. for tat, huh? And who doesn't love the the whole idea of the multiverse? So, anyway, moving on. All right, yeah. There's this last of the Marvels event coming out. You guys heard of this? No. Kelly, Kelly Tom. Yeah, you have. Shut up. You have. I have not. The last of the Marvels, where all David, the you different slut. Captains Marvel are getting together again. No, this is news to me. All right. Well, Marvel is set to come back in November with Captain Marvel number thirty-four. Now, this has happened before. They've they've tricked us before, at least twice before. Uh, but yeah, they're saying that that he's coming back. But it says, and perhaps even Marvel himself. So maybe this is again another bait and switch. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Marvel has been considered one of those characters in comics who cannot come back. It is not allowed. Uh, Uncle Ben, you know, even though he's in Amazing Fantasy, but that's different. Uh, I mean, who are some others? There's uh, Batman's parents. Batman's Gwen parents. Um, Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Although they even fucking tried that, and God, still, that sucked. Um, she's, but... still, she's still kind of back. Isn't she Gwen Pool or something? That's, oh, that's, that's like a parallel universe Gwen yeah, that's, yeah, that's a fair different. point. That multiverse stuff does not count. Yeah, it doesn't um, count because Batman's dad is back. He's we literally it, just it got the image a second about ago. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, that doesn't count. But uh, for those who don't know, I don't know why you're listening to a comic book show, but it, it is in the '90s. Uh, Marvel got cancer and died, and it was like a huge deal because cancer was just coming into like the zeitgeist, you know, in in a in a weird sort of way. You know what I mean? It was like a big deal because. Like, we didn't talk about it. It was like this old stigma. Uh, the C word, the big C, people still, you know, have problems with it. But this was a big deal. Uh, he came back once as the, uh, as like a weird clone. No, a scroll. He was a scroll in the Secret Invasion. Yeah, movie. that was the thing. Um, Captain Marvel was um, a scroll. They also. Um... He was a great scroll because he didn't realize he was a scroll. And when he did, yeah. he hated himself and killed himself. Because he thought he was such a douchebag. I loved it. It was fantastic. They also brought him back in Avengers vs. X-Men, I think. Um, when, like, the Kree, like, had cloned him or some shit. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a scroll. I'm a Kree. That was I actually, I think, stemmed out. That was hinted at in the uh, Illuminati series of one-shots that dealt with different things. So, yeah, they tried to bring him back, but he's never actually come back. I'm assuming this is going to be the same sort of deal. 
where he actually does not come back. They just sort of, you know, homage him in a way. I feel like they are committed to Carol being Captain Marvel moving forward. I mean, they have the movies coming out, and she has done really well as that character. She has definitely found a great landing point after years of them not knowing what to do with the character. So Sure, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I have no reason to think that they're going to change course on that now. To me, she is Captain Marvel, okay? But, yeah, I mean, and she has been for like ten years now. I mean, yeah, longer than that. She's no, the way one I associate with Captain Marvel. Yeah, way longer than that. I think it's hard. But either way, she is established now. But with that said, Spider Man will always be Peter Parker. But there's like five Spider Mans running around. Sure so enough. Who, so who fucking yeah. cares? We'll probably talk you about know? it later. But I really like the idea of having several Captains America. Oh, I think it's great, and that's eventually going to happen. Uh. I think I have a new Superman. <laughs> I don't think Clark's my Superman anymore. Fuck that guy. He's a douchebag. We're going to talk about that later, too. Uh, I'm sure we'll argue about that, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, well, no, not finally. Let's talk about the supply chains. Uh, there's some supply chain issues. Sorry, I got to get that image off. Supply chain issues that are happening because of the pandemic. It has been bags and boards, as David alluded to earlier in the show, but 27 DC Comics and 6 DC Collections are delayed. Due to the, t- the pandemic. Uh, I'm not going to name them all. But global supply chains have been affected all the way around. Um, so yeah, that's... that's that's. I mean, it sucks. But things suck right now. You know? Everything sucks. It's true. Like, people suck. just... I think there's nothing to be done. You know? It's exactly. Just, certainly, you can feel upset about this. But there's no one to really be mad at. Yeah, I'm not upset. Uh, a lot of them are Batman. Uh, Blue and gold number two and three, you know, are going to be delayed till September. Uh, so it's not really that much. It's more of sort of a month or so delay. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, for example, Wonder Girl number five and six are both dropping in November now because they're trying to they're going to try to catch up. So, hey, I mean, however long <laughs> you need to draw those pages, you know. Yeah, and I don't think it's about that. I just think it's... Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, but I'm just... Yeah, saying. they can't get that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I hear what you're saying. And it's then, part uh, of the larger thing. I, you know, I feel like we all agree that delayed is better than bad. Yeah, for delayed sure. Delayed is better sure. than not getting it. Yeah, than that not too. getting it. Uh, and a bunch of collections. Uh, I think the biggest uh, takeaway from this uh, is Marvel is... Or, pardon me. DC is delaying the digital releases to coincide with the new paper release dates. Uh, which they did not have to do. I am glad to hear it. That is uh, yeah. that is doing right by the comic book shops, and they. I feel like it is the right thing to do, but there's also some pragmatism. You know, they don't need to be making enemies of the comic shops. Sure, sure. Even though they wouldn't be if they still wanted their their shit, you know. And well, true. I'm sure, but I'm sure it also has to do with the distributors and things like that. You know, who are involved. So, uh, either way, yeah, good on them. So, finally, Galactus. Uh, before we talk what if, uh, at least. Uh, fully funded. Yep. It has reached its fourth stretch goal now. Uh, correct, David? Over yes. 22,000? Uh, I'm, showing, I'm showing about uh, almost 22,000. It's just a few. It's like 113 shy. Yes. And it's so it probably by the end of this sentence, uh, it'll be over it. They've introduced four. Uh, extension goals. What do they call those? Stretch goals? Stretch goals and kickstarters. The original target was 14,000. The first stretch goal was Frankie Ray Nova. Okay, I was about to ask, what does a stretch goal mean when we're talking about action figures? So the stretch goals are like, are more heralds, I guess? Well, they add 
They've got. Uh, they added they've only that. Got two. Yeah, I've got them, dude. Listed. I've got so. it all, dude. I've got it all. Uh, Silver Surfer was tier two. That was unlocked at seventeen. I'm surprised he wasn't tier one. I feel like that would be like the first one. You know? There already is plenty of Silver Surfer figures. I think this is actually just sort of a remodel of one they had before with different uh, stuff to go with it, like the purple. Uh, but this was uh, a figure that had not been released yet. No. So th- you know what I mean? That's a bigger deal. Yeah. There has never been a Frankie Ray Nova action figure before. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, so that makes it a bigger deal. So, uh, And then just recently, like over the weekend, the Morg figure, Morg, one of the most un- more underrated heralds, uh, Galactus, after getting screwed out of uh, planets by some of his heralds, you know, who had consciences, consciousness, whatever, had a conscience on each of them. Uh, this dude murdered, like, did like a Thanos on his planet. And uh, <laughs> Galactus respected that. He's like, yeah, I need someone, you know, who's an asshole. So, yeah, that was unlocked at 20000 And then, man, the Doctor Doom faceplate is going to be released at 22,000 backers. Oh, hell. This happened at some. This happened in an old school comic, but it happened again more recently in two in one. I think that's 2018 by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, yeah, that's fun, dude. That's fun. Everybody, shit. I it, might have to jump in on this train then. It's four hundred dollars. Uh, and you I don't have know to if get four hundred yeah. for it, but man, you that is cool do, as hell. And you'd have to get in in the next day. Yeah, you have to get in. Uh, yeah, it's over in the next day. Fifty nine on August thirtieth. Yeah, you got to get in in the next 24 hours. So, uh, But yeah, now they might add another stretch goal, which would be just fucking amazing. So you're really getting a lot for your money here, considering that originally you were only getting a dope-ass, you know, three-foot-tall Galactus. Uh, yeah, two extra figures, three extra figures now, and this cool Doom. Man, that is rad, man. That is pretty cool. That is rad. They uh, may people, actually hit it. People hate it. I just refreshed it. <laughs> so yeah, there might be another stretch goal by the announced by the time we we get done with this, but I can't see them going past. You know, there's only a day left. Not not in 24 hours, no. But I mean, there's uh, they're adding all these all this dope shit. You know, they might I mean, add something in, and I guess it depends on how much they had left in their back pocket here. But yeah, I mean, if I mean, they've already got if they've already got a prototype out for for morgue, then. Uh, no, Morg's done. That's more than a prototype, that image. That was a full sculpt, dude. They had that done. They may have Painted had him ready to go like for they may have had him ready to go for another line and like we're going to throw him in here. Exactly. And I wouldn't put it past them at all. Uh I w- also would not put it past them selling those figures, the Frankie Ray and the Morg, again at a later time. Just with different shit. You know what I mean? Different peripherals or something. Uh, anyway, final bit of news uh, before we get into the food news and stuff like that. What if, uh, basically, what if Hank Pym went full psycho? Yeah. Uh, this this was kind of a departure from what people think of, and especially what this show has been promoting itself as a what if. What if a single thing changed? And this is not really what this is. This was like, well, what if Hope became a full-fledged member of fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. Well yeah. before we know that she got her hands on the, the wasp costume. This seemed way out there. But I mean, it didn't really matter to me. I loved it. They, I didn't loved ex- it. they did not explicitly say what the difference was this time, like they had in previous yeah. episodes. But I do think that that is, 
it is that is that what if hope had joined shield and apparently it's a good thing she didn't because man um <laughs> Hank this one's way more of a downer than any other episode for sure because yeah all the, like i saw a thing earlier where like marvel was like having an advertisement on my feed where like see thor in the latest episode uh, oh no did he just yeah. go uh, he, uh, did his he power was, go he out was, or something? He was saying something awesome too. He was like, "See Thor in this latest episode," and then yeah, yeah Thor gets owned in this episode. Man. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think Hawkeye could kill Thor. <laughs> well, he he could definitely could when he didn't have, you know, the power of Thor when he wasn't holding Mjolnir. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Taylor's uh, internet must have dropped. Yeah, I really I, there's a lot hear. of thunder outside, so yeah, I really wanted to hear what he had to say about that. I mean, this this I mean, the yellow jacket suit from this was uh jumped up several years because that wasn't until the Ant Man movie when the other guy was developing it. Well, no, you could tell. I it's not exactly the same design, it's but there's definitely uh, an element there. there. So yeah, I really think it was Pym, you know, going in a general direction of madness, the same direction. That dude who ended up becoming Yellow Jacket in the uh, Ant Man movie, you know, the same way he sort of went down that road towards evil, Hank took the same direction, you know. Yeah. So Taylor Thor, yeah. Oh, see just Thor like, in this. Yeah, see Thor in this episode, like so that they can watch him fucking die. I yeah, mean, like Jesus. die horribly. Yeah. But, yeah. But to be fair, Thor was depowered at the time. So sure, sure. He was uh, susceptible to Hawkeye's arrow. Yeah. Uh, oh, but I've seen people point out that like yeah. um, Hank Pym killing Hulk was the closest we're ever going to get to the whole thing about Ant Man going up Thanos's butt. But we know it would have worked. We know. It, apparently, yeah, we know yeah. it would have worked. But he, what did he do? He stuck. That's he stuck on Captain like the, America. That's poor leadership. <laughs> what he stuck Dave. that? Uh, he stuck that. He stuck one of the Pym particles in the Hulk's heart or something. Yeah, right? one of those little uh, frisbee gadgets he's got that shrinks and enlarges things. Yeah, he threw one of those on his heart. Yeah, ah, uh, I, I was I I didn't realize it was Michael Douglas doing the voice. Yeah, of Hank um, I continue yeah. to be impressed by all the uh, big name actors that are getting to come in and be these characters. Yeah, get, phoning like, it like, in to reprise their role. Yeah, I mean, literally, they have like six or seven lines each. It's not that much. No, you know what I mean. It's not a whole lot of voice work. Which I'm not. I'm not critiquing. That's not a negative critique. I, it's genius. That remember, they're able to stitch all that together and give us something awesome. Do you remember uh, the, the old Black shows Widow from fight the 90s? In this was awesome. What, Dave? You remember the old like old cartoons from the nineties, like Animaniacs and a couple others? Yeah, sure. Where they would have like you know the a celebrity show up. I honestly yeah. thought I honestly thought when I first heard it that the Michael Douglas or the Hank Pym character was somebody doing. A, oh, uh, the voice that, yeah. that kind of voice. Well, you were wrong. It was Douglas. Yeah. Um, Michael Douglas doing crazy Michael Douglas. Scarlett Johansson was not Natasha. Basically, the main six Avengers were not um, those yeah. actors. But everybody else, including Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Douglas, and Tom Middleton, among others, were reprising their role. And yeah. yeah Craig K. Clark. It's impressive. Yeah. 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 Everyone's talking about him coming back now that he did a what if, you know, after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has ended, which would be great, especially if they got a multiverse. Yeah. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway from this is the MCU just kind of throwing off any shackles they may have in terms of what they can actually do. Now, we know WandaVision was different. We know 
the, you know, Captain or Falcon Winter Soldier was a little bit more on the nose of what but they still Marvel did does. tackle some touchy subjects in a very good For way sure. yeah loki was way off the beaten path of what marvel had done before and now this this i think is the most unique thing they've done it's dark it's it's a almost an mcu lovers mcu episode yeah um, you know what i mean you really have to know your mcu to to get a full grasp of everything that's going on why it's going on why it's important and then just how dark everything is. Everything is so fucking. It's dark, and it was almost a who done it too. Yeah, you know what um, I mean. So far, the previous episodes had been rather feel good, sure. but those of us who read the What If comics know that sometimes these Most alternate times. universes. Oh well, yeah, more often than not, in fact, you're right. Yeah. Um, these alternate universes go to some dark, dark places, and yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised to see them do that on their TV show here. Me too. That's exactly my point. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. I was like, holy shit, they they really went there. You know, they really, really went there. Uh, I mean, if you look back at what if, a lot of it came from ideas like Age of Apocalypse. You know what I mean? Where they specifically yeah. changed something because they want it to be terrible. Yeah. They want to show you how terrible shit can be. Because at the end of every fucking Marvel arc, everything's got to be happy and nice again. You got to put the toys back in the box with what if no, you can leave a mess. Yeah. I mean, enjoy the ride. You know? The entire point of something like this is that <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. And yeah. par- part of that is, yeah. Taking off the handcuffs where things always do have to have a relatively happy ending, or at least, you know, more often than not. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's no surprise then that they will often, you know, once free to that restriction, do this dark shit where, yeah, Hank Pym's a fucking serial killer. But now my favorite part of this, uh, of the end of this is, because again, like I said, you know, they've taken what ifs before and turned them into long form stuff where they go back and revisit, you know, the universes or, uh, yeah, universes that have been created by these different choices made. There's now an evil Hank Pym hanging out in Asgard that's controlled by Loki. Thor's not around. Odin ain't around. Ain't yeah. nobody around. Yeah. And that's um, a rad story, dude. That would be... Uh, dude, Hank Pym fucking Asgardian hitman? Are you kidding me? That would be rad. That, that is interesting. Be. And yeah, yeah. Um, Loki was one of the more enjoyable parts of this episode, both watching him like wreck Hank Pym at the end there. Yeah. And also, yeah, th- this is a Loki wins timeline. Yeah. I know they set it up where like Captain Marvel and uh, Captain America might try to form a resistance or whatever, but. Dude, that's what um, I'm saying. They leave it yeah. hanging on this awesome. All right. How about this? How about this? And they've sort of done this before. MCU storylines, they've put them into the comics. Uh, to, most of the time, prequels or not even adaptations, just like go-alongs almost, you know, where you read the story along with what's going on. It adds a little bit to it, but nothing important. I think this is a great opportunity for Marvel to have an entire line of What If based on the MCU. Take that twist. You know, everybody loves What If. It, lean into it hard with the comics it seems like low-hanging fruit to me it seems like low-hanging fruit for the i want to be at all surprised i mean they already have like the trademark and you know the ability to do this whenever they want basically exactly. so yeah yeah make it a, make it an internet only an online only sort of thing put it on disney plus as a motion comic 
they are spoiled for choices. Is I know. Is that, dude, that's my point. Yeah, that's that's a big deal, you know. And then there's, you know, DC. Anyway, Dave, what if loved it, hated it? What do you think about the series overall? You thoroughly right? enjoying it. Good, good. Out of all of us, I think you're like the animation guy. Yeah, you know? I think you. Would, I, I, love I would the say style of animation. it's safe to say that you watch more than all of us. But all right, let's do food news. My favorite. Mmm, yummy. This is a Dave one. Yeah, no ah. suspense on this one, uh, David. Uh, Shared it with us a few days ago, I think. I'll, I'll yeah. do it, Dave, and then you can chime in. You want me to do it or you want to do it? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Mountain Dew reveals new flaming hot flavor. Why? <laughs> yeah, why? Uh, promising a combination of sweet citrus dew with new spicy goodness. Exclusively okay. through the Mountain Dew online store. So we say this every week, but these are always either delightful or Horrible. horrifying. And yes. this is a horrifying one. It is. Yes. It is. Why would you? Why would you essentially want to put like uh, red hots in Mountain Dew? I know why this is a thing. Um, uh, just to chime in, one last note: there's also going to be an apparel tie-in. Oh um, yeah, that's actually the weirdest part for me. Yeah, that's be the uh, broken based promises. on <laughs> flaming hot Mountain Dew. I mean, that, that is also they got to do experience. the artwork here for the can. Yeah, that lends itself pretty well to T-shirt art. Sure. So why not? I guess uh, that's also an exclusive. You can get that at BrokenPromisesCo.com. I think. Uh, why did they make this? What is Mountain Dew? You, what was the original purpose of Mountain Dew? Do you guys know? That was to be mixed with alcohol. There you go. It was, yeah. They will mix fucking anything with alcohol nowadays. Uh, yeah, and that's what this is for. They're also going to get in on some of those gamers, you know, who have adopted Mountain Dew as gaming fuel. But, but they yeah. have a whole brand like, of gaming fuel. Okay, so when you have yeah, like spicy, like bu- tongue burning things, <laughs> like you 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 counteract that by drinking something. That's now the drink itself, here. yeah, is doing that, and like it has citrus in there. So if you yeah. wanted to take a swig of milk, that's just asking for trouble later on. I think. Oh, gonna yeah. die. That shit separates in once it's all settled. It's not gonna work. Yeah. So yeah, that's disgusting. Dave will get some and try it. I don't know if I will get any of that. It's Dave, you're committed. You're the one who brought. You got to buy it online. (laughs) It's probably pre-sold out. Uh, no, no, it's not so. I don't know if it's sold out or not. It doesn't go on sale until the fourth of September. Dude, he was giving you an out, and you didn't take it. Yeah, let's buy some. Let's throw in. Uh, let's do an IOD just for. (laughs) We will skip the comics until next week for sure. But Renegade Con 2021 is underway right now in digital format, all online. Uh, Hasbro has announced, again, low-hanging fruit, it seems, for the company that literally owns Wizards of the Coast. It took them, what, 30 fucking years to mix magic and Dungeons and Dragons. Seriously. Yeah. Dumb. But there is going to be a Transformers, what, role-playing game, what? What? Huh. I'm they're also sure doing the Transformers role playing game for this. They're also doing GI Joe. They're also doing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and of course, My Little Pony. Why don't they just make a Hasbro role playing game, a Hasbro Universe role playing game? Why do that? that? Why sell somebody one game set when you can you. sell them four game sets? Not just four game sets, but then supplements that allow you to connect them. And yeah, the I mean, will ha- and then mask. You know, they could do mask and visionaries and all the all the the Hasbro. 
action. When it comes to gaming sets, like the initial investment is usually like, you know, like 50 ish bucks around that ballpark. Yeah. But like yeah. for people who go into the deep end, man, they are giving you a really steady source of income after that because they're buying figurines, you know, they're buying paints, they're buying yeah. uh, splat books, they're buying uh, expansion books. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, there's like a Warhammer subscription service now. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's the thing. fucking whack, dude. I heard it's pretty cool, though. You get some pretty cool shit. Yeah, you get some yeah. pretty cool looking miniatures. I'm very excited about this. Uh, I will pick this up even if I never roll a single die playing the game just to collect it uh, because I'm that big of a transformer. Honestly, fan. we should play this in the shop if you do. This dude. should be this should be the game that you do the online game show. Right, for. right. Right, the game sheets were really cool. I, I saw some images of the GI Joe ones. They look, you know, really rad. Uh, I mean, this just had so much creativity. Are you going to be on Cybertron? Are you going to be on Earth? There are several other planets. There's a planet that eats other planets. And then the GI Joe one, man, you get to come up with your own name. In the Rolling GI back Joe for a one, second, can you play as Unicron? I mean, is that you what you were saying there? I doubt you. They haven't released many details, but no, okay. there's no way they're going to allow you to that, play. That as, seems like there's a balance issue. That'd there. be like playing as the Tarasque or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, man. the Tarasque. Yeah. The Tarasque, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's going to contain character creation tools, vehicles, equipment, am, dossiers, am, combat. I immediately went to that robot chicken skit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are some fancy trousers. Game Master screen included, which is going to have just dope art. That's yeah. actually kind of rare. Normally, they sell those types of things separately. Yeah. Well, they know this is a niche, a really niche market. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, you've got to be a huge fan. Uh, I am a huge fan. All right, dude. One of the coolest parts of Dungeons and Dragons for me is the books. Flipping through the books and seeing the yeah. art, and the I'm looking for the same sort of experience with these role-playing games uh i'm gonna definitely get the transformers one i may jump in and get the gi joe one too because i i'm a big fan of joe too not as big as tf but yeah uh beast wars number seven came out a new artist is actually worse in my opinion uh really and, you guys have been bitching about the art yeah uh the art in this one was actually worse with the replacement artist uh unfortunate and then shattered glass number one with danny lore and guido guidi guido guidi is transformers uh you know living legend uh, it was really solid. Uh, I had a great time with it. We will talk about that more in depth. It had a lot of good world building, you know, for this alternate universe, giving you everything you need to know. Like there's a gold city where Goldbug is, you know, the the dictator and shit like that. So, but isn't Goldbug like just Bumblebee repaired? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So awesome. So yeah, some uh, half and half on the good books, but man, great RPG news. Yeah, well, we should definitely try to play. The Transformers RPG. Uh, let's get into top three. I think I'm gonna go first. Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably gonna call out everybody. First. Yeah, I'll go first because Taylor will finish up, and he's. It's gonna be a unique week. I think we're all gonna have different shit. Uh, there's lots of great stuff from Image this week. Department of Truth, Ice Cream Man 25, uh, Made in Korea was dope. We might Made in Korea was dope. Uh, Old Guard Tales Through Time was great. That Texas Blood was awesome. King Spawn number one was actually not terrible at all, and I'm not even a Spawn fan. Um, 
But the big two had all my three this week, uh, except for my honorable mention. My honorable mention is probably one Dave has on his top three. It was called Echo Lands. Yeah, it's actually in my honorable mentions. Number one. Oh, good. So this is an honorable mention. It's J.H. Williams and Hayden Blackman. Uh, Dave Stewart's helping out with the art. Uh, but it's brought to you in landscape format. Oh, yeah. That was one thing okay. that threw me off about this book. But it, it the artwork is phenomenal. So, it. yeah. Taylor, check this out. It's in landscape format. Right. Okay. So the story is kind of whatever, but the art uses this format in a way where it's huge two-page spreads. I mean, oh, yeah. you had me at J. H. Williamson the third, and any right? opportunity to give him more space on the page. Oh do my it. god! Yeah, he uses it. It's so cinematic. Yeah. It's um, like wide or widescreen letterbox. It's kind of like transitioning. It's such a unique. I mean, in addition to being one of the best, like, just pencilers in general about, like, drawing lines and things, like, his ability to do these layouts is, he is a singular talent at that as well. Oh, I mean, yeah, look at this. Just the line yeah. running through it. The sequential nature of the art is, it's just, I mean, it's it's good without this little line going through it with this ball. But he adds that. Because, well, the ball is this, part of the story. It is, but he, the way he adds it is it's flowing through the page as you yeah, read it. Yeah, like he takes you on a journey across yes. the page. Yes, that's exactly – that's the best way to do it. So, yeah, the big honorable mention for me, but the story was just kind of meh. Yeah, the story yeah. wasn't great. I still I'm, – I'm trade waiting on this one, I think. Um, I, it might get ruined in a trade. You might miss some of the middle. I'm know, sure that – I, I will – I would be curious to see if they will um, do the proper formatting for it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if it, even if it's just like getting a J.H. Williamson art book, exactly. know, that's, that's worth the price. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Great looking book. But my number three is uh, tried and true Wolverine number 15, you know, uh, when it's good, it's, it's, you know, great. And even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. But this was a great issue. Uh, ben Percy just gets this character. He gets, I think, because Solom was in this book, it was out of uh stock by the time I got to the shop. This oh, week. wow. Yeah. Uh, Adam Kubert killing it with the, the sequential art here with the, the walking through and salt showing all how you know he's just a big criminal, just a big douchebag. Uh, these newish characters, the pirate. You know, whatever, Sever Blackmore and everyone's favorite adamantium skin degenerate. Uh, and it's Wolverine, you know, having this talk with Blackmore and then shit just hits the fan. It To me, it's your quintessential atypical or typical Wolverine comic. You know, Wolverine sits and hangs out with the bad guys, learns from the bad guys, ends up fighting the bad guys while the other bad guy is fucking him over. Uh, just perfect, perfect Wolverine book. Uh and I love Solemn. I love this Blackmore guy. I, yeah. I love everything that's going on with this book. Uh, and Kubert just nails the art. I mean, look at that. I would love it if all of the X books just switched to Iraqi for a month or two. You know I mean? What I mean, they could just easily do yeah. an Iraqi book. I mean, there's yeah. no reason they couldn't. Do Marauders, but have it be Iraqis. Uh, and it's Blackmore just sailing. You know, do an X-Force, but it's – do Hellions, but it's – what's his name? You know, Tarns bunch of folks dude yeah i'm loving everything about the direction that wolverine is going it feels like old wolverine while you know neck deep in all of the new shit that's going on so uh yeah that was my number three 
Ah. Dave, we'll just go around the table. All right. So my honorable mentions, you've already mentioned one, is Echo Lands. The yeah, artwork in a, this is just stellar. Yeah, what a great book. Uh, it's number, my, I have two other honorable mentions. Uh, Barbaric, number three. Yeah, I'm still behind on that. I need to really uh, get my ass in gear they, and pick that they, up. They uh, defeat the evil cult. They defeat the evil, the god that's, uh, or whatever the thing is that the cult yeah. is worshiping. And they... The, the barbarian and the warlock decide that they're going to go on an adventure because uh, they're friends now. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, they, yeah. Oh, uh, that's important. Well, the bar. Well, it was the the warlock has been a. The story is the warlock has been abandoned by everybody. Oh God, what have I done? Yeah, what have you done? What's your other honorable and, mention? And the barbarian decides that he's going to go back for David. Uh, please don't tell us the whole plot. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's uh, your other honorable my, mention? My other, my last honorable mention is Made in Korea, number four. Oh man, it was. Oh cool. my gosh, uh, this the the book basically becomes like a uh, Columbine shooting, but what if the robot decides to help people? Yeah. And uh, where do you Frank, think it's going to stand at the end there with him taking the the parents are out of the picture now? I don't know make if they're, sense to me. I don't know if they're out of the picture. I think the guy from Korea has kind of uh kidnapped the kid. But she's in on it. She's cool with it. Cuz he's apparently the only person that can fix her cuz she took a lot of damage in that yeah, school sure, shooting. Sure. Cool. Number three. And she she like oh. bust walls and stuff. No, it was out. great. Yeah, it, it was, was a fun issue. It was an awesome was a book. Yeah, that's a fun issue, dude. Yeah. All right. My number three book this week is going to be Icon and Rocket number two. Oh, I skipped this this week. Oh, my gosh. I'll I, throw I, that in as an honorable mention this week. Nice. I, nice. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, Icon and Rocket are going through cleaning up the neighborhood. Uh, people suspect that uh, the girl is Rocket. And, uh, you know, Augustus is pretty much uh, helping her out by bringing in lawyers. And we get to meet the, I guess, the big bad of the series, who's also like an uh, like an immortal guy who fought Augustus back in uh, the Civil War. Oh, wow. I mean, honestly, all you need to know about this issue is that there's an image of an uh, icon back during the Civil War days holding the severed head of Jefferson Davis. Yes. Oh, what? Yes. yes. Icon. Oh, dude. See, I got to go back. Yeah, icon icon basically icon awesome. basically get, remembers who he is during the, during the Civil War and decides that he's going to free a plantation. Uh, the Confederacy doesn't take kindly to it. Icon goes to war with the, 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 the Confederacy. That's dope. And that ends with the he ends the Confederacy essentially. One issue I had though is like I they didn't they hadn't even costumed up at the end of the last issue, but they're already like in the full swing of it in this issue. And I feel like I missed an issue. I oh, thought wow. I had when I was reading. It might have been it, there might have been like that time elapse to kind of give you an idea that they really went to work out that. Sure, yeah. but I just yeah. it feels odd that like we didn't see like the moment. Hey, let's start doing this. We just skip to like they've been doing this for a minute. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. It can be jarring, but I don't. I'd have to read it. it I don't. Need a I get the choice because you. It's see a that way of doing time. things, you know. You it's, see that all the time. Yeah, that's. You know? Yeah. It it wasn't that big of a deal, but like. As I was reading through the first part of this issue, I had to go back and look at the number on the front again to be like, did I miss an issue? I thought I didn't. That's awesome. Uh, all right, yeah, moving on to Taylor, uh, honorable mentions. Number three. Um, Icon and Rocket, I'll throw in for an honorable mention. I will also uh, do an honorable mention for Superman, Son of Kal-El. Oh, we will definitely be talking about that book in a little bit. Yeah, I figured it would be on your top three, and it was almost in my top three here. The main reason it's not is because... 
there's not a lot going on necessarily yet. It still feels like John is like gearing up to do big things, but he still hasn't quite started doing big things yet. The conversation he had with his dad. That's all that I was, needed. yes, that that's was lovely. That was, at, that was a great moment. That Tom was Taylor, one of the best, dude, that might be one of the best moments I've ever had reading Superman. Tom Taylor has a great talent for writing character moments. And this was one where John is like being told by his dad, you can be better than me. Like the greatest hero who ever lived is telling John, you have it in you to do so much more than I can do. And it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you're going to complain about like Superman, not stepping up to do more, which honestly, I think he would have rescued the boat of refugees if he had been on planet for that. He didn't. Do, he was. He, I, I'm not gonna go there. Superman go. does that shit all the time. He Superman says in this. Kal El says in this. I never felt like I can do the things that I feel you can do because I'm not from here. He. That's that is, bothered the shit out of me. Dude. The real reason he doesn't do the things that John is probably going to do is because then that ends the story. You're not wrong. You're not. But wrong. but that bothered the shit out. If of you me. have to come up with an in-universe reason for Superman not okay, what? Okay, so Superman is not saying I'm not going to go rescue that boat full of refugees. You're right. You're right. He's saying I'm not going to burn the system to the ground and build up something better. And I'm not suggesting and, that that's even what. I, I just uh, I don't know what he was telling John to do. He's and that's the main reason why. Yeah, that is. That is probably the main reason why this was out of my top three is because we still don't know exactly what John is going to do. They keep, they're still talking about him doing something, but we're still waiting on seeing what that means. That being said, I still love the issue. Um, All the character interactions were fantastic. Um, I even like John having his goofy disguise trying to go to college. I mean, I've got all these, you know, this is still just your honorable mention, man. I'm going to, I want to get into it a little deeper in a bit, but. Uh, yeah, I'm with you there. I just the first issue he had a chat with Damien, and that worked. Same thing here, you know. And and they're also showing him how he's different than his dad. How he maybe he's not different than his dad. Maybe society is different from when Superman was. You know, that's true too. And you know what I mean? That's true, and it's I, also true that like we have different expectations for what superheroes will do in a comic book nowadays. Yes. So yes. yeah, this is. In the truest sense of the word, a new generation of Superman, and this they have Superman. a great opportunity to do cool, cool stuff here. This I my mean, Superman. This it's kind of like it's kind of awesome. like with all these other characters. Where like, yes, these characters are great and they can do great things, and I love that they're publishing them. But you'll always have like the like Steve Rogers will always be like the foremost Captain America with yeah. like the general population, you know, and Clark yeah. will always be the foremost Superman, but. For the first time, I do believe that this story has some legs to stand on. Like, I didn't buy it during Future State, mostly because Future State was bad. But now, yeah, I could see this being an ongoing status quo. They have some great stories to tell, and I'm interested to see how long they can keep this gravy train flowing, you know? Yeah, 100%. I love that he's stopping a school shooting on his first day of school, which blows his cover right away. It's really – it's an updated take on – who and what Superman is not to say that, you know, Cal L would not do this. Of course he would do this. Yeah. Superheroes is baby stuff. homie. Yeah. Uh, not to say that Cal L wouldn't have done that. He would have, you know what I mean? But what this is showing is that maybe times are more desperate now than 
or at least the comics are being depicted as the events that these characters are going through are more desperate and real than when Superman was doing his thing, you know? True. Um, uh, but then Alan more ironically did kind of usher in this era where we have entirely different expectations in a way, more adult expectations about superheroes. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool to see this comic embracing these things. Exactly. 100%. And then he takes his Jeep. That's another thing. He flies away with his Jeep. That's funny as hell, dude. Yeah. For them to go from one panel, Hey, he just could stop the school shooting. You know, that would have, that doesn't to Tom Taylor. Then, Oh, look, he's going to fly away the Jeep. Of course. That's what Superman would do. Of course he would take it to the moon. You should not take your Jeep to the moon. That will ruin your Jeep. Uh, and then, of course, he goes and saves, you know, the immigrants listening about it on a podcast. You know what I mean? Or a stream. It's just everything is so updated and fresh and new. And they can cover a lot more ground in the same way that Superman has always covered ground. But do it in a way that doesn't feel all old-fashioned and dumb. Superman is old-fashioned and dumb. This is a well, Superman. Fuck my you, but one. either way. My yeah. number one book of the week. Number one book of the week. Easy. Uh, Taylor, your number three. Yeah, my uh, number three is going to be um, Nonstop Spider-Man number four. Oh, yeah. This is okay. I think I'm kind of over this. I'm cooling on this book a bit. There wasn't as much of that dynamic action to this as yeah. we've enjoyed in the previous issues. Um but it continues to be the best Spider-Man book going, which oh, is sure. a low, low hurdle to clear these days. For but sure. still, um, one thing that did frustrate me a little bit is I wish that writers would actually have the heroes shit all over these fucking racists instead of just assuming that the readers know that it's bad. Yeah. Have the heroes put the words in their mouth, shutting down these fucking assholes. Yeah. Don't just have Spider-Man be like, you're wrong. God, anyone can see that you're wrong. Have yeah. him tell them why they're wrong. That is too many fucking idiots out there are not aware of why it's wrong. And that's sad, but yeah. I feel like that's something that you should be doing if you have this audience. And especially if that's so anyway, the way you actually like the book, though, which and if that's the way you're going to glean, you know, if you're going to yeah. lean into that, if you're going to have your villains, have them be villainous because they're racist then you should definitely have your fucking protagonist call out the villain for their exact villainy. I mean, yes. Uh, Refute yeah. it. Exactly. This is something exactly. I always got upset with Bendis for because he, yeah. he would do that all the time where he just yeah. like lets the audience assumes the audience like knows it's wrong, but yeah, I no, I'm with you. It's 100%. sad, but yes, you have to spell out why they're wrong. Yeah. Start doing that. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, I read it. It was solid. But again, it wasn't like you said, it wasn't as dynamic. That's the reason I'm reading the book is because of that art. It flows, you know, from panel to panel. And it didn't have a lot of that. It had a lot more dialogue, a lot more talky talk. Yeah. This issue. Well, which no, is I didn't read it. Well, they I were talking about the, the whole Superman time, book. But, yeah. yeah, Superman was great, Dave. Uh, but Spider Man was good, too. But man, I I love this Superman Son of Kella book. Anyway, my number two. Uh, cable Reloaded number one, man. Fun factor uh, up to 110% here. Al Ewing, Bob Quinn uh, doing the art. It's a last annihilation tie-in. It's just fun cable doing awesome cable shit. It was wonderfully nostalgic, uh, beautifully modern. You know, uh, had, was knee deep in everything going on in X Men right now. Uh, 
but it did them both in ways that longtime and current X fans will, you know, you have to be a longtime X Men fan and a fan of the current shit to fully appreciate what's going on. Uh, and I happen to be both. Uh, this team, Exterminators, that they call themselves, half of the people on this team were in the Exterminators from the X Men animated show. I don't know if anyone's in that. You know, WizKid, Boom Boom were all in there, and Cable showed up. Uh, it was also throwback because the Exterminators was a name that the uh, first X-Factor team took when they were sort of out of names in this weird kind of jokey way, but it ended up the Exterminators were also villains. It was kind of weird, but X-Force is already taken, and that's Cable's team, and that's what this felt like. It felt like old-school X-Force uh, still doing their space shit. Uh, and then it had all this cool break world shit in it. We haven't heard anything really from that outside of Brand just mentioning it since Joss Whedon, if we're even allowed to mention his astonishing run anymore since he's been canceled. But I don't know. Uh, I mean, he has pit. been canceled, but that astonishing run yeah, is really good. If you can separate amazing. the art from the artist, there every time I'm going, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let some asshole ruin shit for me. Yeah, I mean that's still one of my favorite X Men runs ever. So good. Although, had, this yeah. this page was a pinup page. You know, you had to hold the uh, the comic sideways, which was fun. And then, yeah, a big giant bullet made out of Mysterium that they're going to shoot from this big ass Break World gun that they stole. Because uh, basically, they using that's that what this currency. Yeah, yeah. What? They're using a big Mysterium bullet to stop Dormammu. Ah, yeah, and it was all Rocket's plan. It had this great moment where Cable was giving Rocket all these mad props for shit that he hadn't done yet. Uh, and that's the basis of Cable. You know, he's able to tell the future. Uh, my favorite Cable book outside of, I think, probably original X-Force stuff is Cable and Deadpool. And that was one of the reasons he hung out with Deadpool because he knew Deadpool was going to be a badass, you know, and save the universe. And he did, you know, a bunch of times in different stories. But I don't know. This was a great book. Uh, because of The Last Annihilation, because of the modern nature of it, the nostalgia nature, it just had – all the stuff going for it. Al Ewing, you know, he can't really, you know, hit with that every time. So, uh, yeah, there you go. You read this, Taylor, right? Because it was a Last Annihilation tie-in? No, I completely overlooked this one. I should. Oh, it was, yeah. it was good, dude. It was rad. It was fun. I think I saw Cable and like I don't give a shit about Cable, but I, yeah. I didn't even notice there was a last annihilation thing. So that, yeah, well, now you know that's really I all you need have, to know. They got a big bullet of Mysterium and I a big gun read it. to shoot it. Remember the gun from Astonishing X Men that they used to shoot yeah, the, the bullet that Kitty gun stopped? Thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Kitty stopped. Remember that? Yeah, they're using that plan to to blow up Dormammu. That's their plan, or maybe one of those planets that he's using. You know, they don't really get into specifics. They're just using this. You know, as, I could see Abigail Brand just blowing up one of the planets he needs in order to do the no, thing he needs to do. For sure. She would do that. She definitely would. So, yeah, that was a great read. Uh, Dave, number two. My number two is Amazing Fantasy number two. It was solid. I've, I it kind of, It kind of expanded on that uh, universe or this world that they've gone to a little bit more. We, we know that there are different factions. Uh and each of them are vying for power, and there's a, another force that is essentially working to make sure that a war comes. I think I'm not. Yeah, I'm it's 100%. really building off of a lot of like fantasy tropes, like the yeah. princess who is doesn't want to be a princess. You know what I mean? And 
uh, the Captain America is like John Carter of Mars character kind of so, character. Uh, almost, yeah, you know, yeah, essentially that. Peter yeah. Parker is uh, like I guess Tarzan in a way. Yeah, in a weird way, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, there was like a very poignant moment between Peter and uh, Uncle Ben, where he's like, you know, uh, you know, when you're deaf, when you died, it taught me that with great power comes great responsibility, and and like Uncle Ben cuts him off and is like, you know. If I hadn't let you run around, maybe I wouldn't die. I worry about your Aunt May. And now now both of you and I are here in hell with no way of getting out. Yeah, I'm not really leaning into that whole hell thing yet. He, uh, Carrie well, Andrews hasn't really you know, pulled that over. If that's that. what it really was, I don't think they would have had that be no, the stinger I, I, at the end of the first issue. Exactly. I don't, think, I don't think it's that, but I just think, I just think that Uncle Ben is more upset that Peter is doing things that got himself did something that got himself killed with his superpowers. This issue was kind of all over the place. It was, uh, but you're right. It did do a lot of world building. It did help us understand who these factions are, uh, as well as sort of our heroes' places in them. I think that's the most important part. Um, but then it, 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 the series all seems to kind of still hinge itself on these. I don't know. I'm still not exactly sure because the stinger at the end of this is Storm shows up somehow, and she's going to be. I didn't think that was Storm. Storm. That's straight up Storm. Who else could it be? It looked like a chibi version of Storm. It's some version of Storm. I think it's supposed to be sort of like a fantasy, like dwarf version, or maybe it's maybe it's the ex toddler, the ex toddler version of Storm or something. This doesn't feel like it's in any sort of any continuity. This feels like it's its own Elseworlds thing, and that's fine. But it's pulling from these fantasy universes in ways that are not readily apparent to me. and I think maybe I'm missing some of that. Like the John Carter from Mars thing, that's my favorite thing. The cap- what Captain America is going through. Because immediately, of course, this is John Carter from Mars, or, you know, showing up, or, you know, maybe you're Flash Gordon or something like that. But I mean, ultimately, you are here for Barbarian Captain America, you know? Yeah. Exactly. That is why you are picking up. I, I got yeah. the first issue because it had Captain America on a fucking manticore, yes. you know, on the cover. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Black Widow story where she's supposed to be the, the princess to reunite. You're here for all of us. That's kind of cool. That digs into a lot of fantasy tropes. I'm not really quite sure what Spider-Man's fantasy trope is in this. You know, with his Uncle Ben dead. Uh, I mean, King Arthur, maybe? I mean, maybe. I'm thinking of, what's that one? The old European one. Beowulf? Is it maybe some Beowulf in there? Uh. I, I, there's a lot going on, dude. Carrie Andrews, Andrews may actually be writing over my head, but Taylor's right. The only reason, that, the main reason to pick this up is that dope art. It's dope. It's so good. Right. They're, they're riding dragons and shit in this. Yeah. Yeah. So the fantasy angle is definitely there. So good choice, though. I read it. It was, it was good. Thank you. Taylor, number two. Uh, my number two this week is going to be United States of Captain America number three. Oh, that's wow. my number one. Oh wow, cool, cool. Yeah, I don't have any images of this. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. We'll uh, positive. Mostly, this is here because of the message, because of the concept. I love this idea of captain america is not like someone who represents like a government captain america is not someone who represents even necessarily a country but he does represent ideals and he represents 
they say very explicitly here, the people themselves. And I do love the idea of all these different groups taking ownership of it. No, yeah. like I guess you could say appropriating, but like making it their appropriating. own. You have to it's be- not appropriating because they're making it their own. It is their own. It's inherently their own, and I think that's the message of this. Everyone is Captain America because you're an American, right? But yeah. Steve Rogers stands for that ideal, and what this book is doing is introducing other versions of Captain America, including the mainstream versions that we all know, who also represent America. And that includes the fucking villain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, well, I, think I the, mean, it could very well be that she is in this book because she does represent this dark undercurrent that we are having to grapple with right the fuck now. Exactly. That exactly. this is a timely book. This is a relevant book. And I think it has important things to say. Now, the dialogue can be at times a little like, you know, hokey. For lack it feels of a more term. traditional. It feels like this sure, is sure, a yeah, book like this written is, for everyone and not your normal Steve Rogers reader. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is a book that I think would have been more at home in a previous generation of comics, maybe, or at least as far as like the way it's being told. But the message itself is very modern. And yeah, so for sure. That, yeah, that is the thing I like the most about this. Um, it's not really my place to say like how authentic a lot of this is but as far as i can tell they are bringing in people who are trying to make it as authentic as they possibly can Um, they do mention in this book that they do give a special thanks to the people who consulted them on what imagery and what story beats they should be including in the story you know yeah i i that's what I appreciate most about this series is the attention to detail that is going into the message surrounding the book. Uh, but I do have a problem with the care with the follow through. Uh, like you said, a lot of the uh, uh, dialogue is kind of hokey. The art, in my opinion, failed in a couple of parts here. It felt like the illegal sham was rushed uh, in a lot of spots. Um yeah, I, I don't That's know. That's the main it's, thing that keeps that at my number one this week sure, is because, yeah, yeah um, without a doubt. Yeah. There were times where I had to look over something twice to tell what was really happening here. Also, I thought it was kind of weird how, like, in the, you know, the the, the lead-in part where, like, they're talking about what happened last time, um, they were they like... The well, no, they mentioned that, like, okay, so the bad guys are definitely Speed Demon and uh, Cynthia, now going by Superior, and yeah. then, like, at the beginning of this issue, a few pages in, like, do you think that's Speed Demon and Cynthia? You know, like, yeah. we already established that. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. and who, the way they're traveling. The you know, it's not, it's definitely not uh, Quicksilver. And they also yeah. skipped Wizard's some dead. of the story of the road trip, you know? They definitely, like, they only have, like, five issues to tell. I get I it. They could have made it longer. That's a, that's a conscious... You know, decision. well, that's something that I do want to say here is that I do hope that this idea is not a one and done. I love the idea of having multiple Captains America because yeah. this is not just a country of one group of people. This is not just a country of, you know, chisel jawed white guys. There should be more Captains America to represent more people America. in America. Yeah. Exactly. It's yep. more authentic, it's better. Yep. 
And I honestly, agree. they're probably tripping over themselves to have Sam be in the Stars and Stripes again now that he's the MCU cap. So, and there's not, I'm not having a problem with that. Bucky showed up too. He did. This. I'm great um, with that. I think I loved, U.S. agent is supposed to show up next time. For I loved some fucking it. When, reason, but whatever. I loved it when Bucky was capped for like five minutes. Yeah. Who was real? I, lo- I, mean, I thought that was the run, choice. So, of course, that was good. You know? thought, oh, sure. But I thought that was the obvious choice. You know, Bucky. He just walk right into it. Just like, you know, Robin is the obvious choice to be the next Batman. You know, it's like an obvious thing to me. Uh, but, yeah, I love where they went with it with Sam. And I think they're trying to do the same thing with this book. I, I don't want these characters to fall away. I want... Well, I keep them coming back and add more to it. A series of one shots, an ongoing series of one shots. There was a letter page. Is a great idea. Yeah, there was a letter page at the end where people did write in to talk about how this did mean something to them. And they did expressly say that I hope that Aaron Fisher, because, you know, the letters are just now coming in from like the first issue. Yeah. But yeah, I do hope that Aaron Fisher is around for a while, you know, yeah. like this character means something to me and it me, it would be important for them to give him a place in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I agree. 100%. There is a place for these captains America that they're bringing in. Um, so yeah, they, they, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say about the book. It's a great idea. I think the follow through is a little weak, but it's still a very important book. The concept is more important yeah. is the, is the bigger <laughs> selling point to me. And you're, you're right. The execution could be better. I mean, the execution is honestly pretty mediocre. But and that's David's number one. Is that what you said, Dave? Yeah, awesome. That's my number one. So yeah, great book, man. Good choice. Good choice. So we still have our number ones to go. Mine was again, uh, Superman, Son of Kal El, number two. I did get the in hook Lee cover. Yeah, I'm really starting to believe that this is my Superman. Uh, I just I loved everything about it. Great art too. Great motion to the art. A lot of fun stuff going on. Uh, great conversation between him and his old man. So, uh, yeah, and then again, Dave's number one was the United States Captain America. Uh, so that only leaves really one book that could possibly be Taylor's. Number you know one. what it is? Yes, it's yeah. Black Widow. Uh, it's, why not? Have you seen? I mean, this? yeah. Look I mean, this. The, Jesus, the artwork oh, in the this book. That. Casa Grande always fucking brings it with the art in these books. Like, this is, like, the most extreme example yet of these two-page spreads that she does. And, yeah, just the dynamic motion and the way she can, like, stretch it out to almost have, like, a... uh, What's the name? Like, a Zolotrope? Yeah. yeah, um, It's cool to see, like, the team has come together for this Oh, I got that one, too. Yeah. And I am looking Hawkeye forward. Hawkeye showing up in this was fucking awesome. Yeah, I was um, like, Kelly oh, Tom- shit. Writers often have their pet characters. Yeah. And uh, Kate Bishop is definitely one of Kelly Thompson's pet characters. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is cool to see her show up here. Um, it, even the cover for this book was kind of neat because, like, they did all the credits as, like, a cityscape. Like, yeah. um, it's Thompson Industries, Casa Grande, like a restaurant. Like, uh Bel Air Hotel, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, this book is written very well, but definitely the headline feature here is the artwork. I feel like it's just now starting, 
All right? The first arc was brilliant with uh, uh, Natasha and the kid and the family yeah, and the brainwashing. Like, yeah, the way they paced it, we're like, we don't know what's going on for a few issues, yes. and they came together really well. That was brilliant. And, and yeah, this, this is, is this is this establishing is, a status quo. This, yeah. Like we were saying, the team has come together. And but this they, entire arc was her almost fixing that, maybe rehabilitating that, reflecting on that actual fake family with her real fake family. Yeah, you know there's what I been mean? some... Uh, there's some very intelligent writing about that. Yes. Like, like not in this issue, but in the last issue where like yeah. Natasha is talking about like, it's such, I can't even really wrap my head around my own grief because yeah. like I'm grieving a life that was inherently a lie that they um, manufactured for me, but it was still real to me. And so I still feel this sense of loss and yeah, yeah they're doing really smart stuff with it. Um, these characters, especially, um, Spider Girl and uh, Hawkeye there are really fun, um, and this new girl seems kind of interesting. She's still the new girl. Yeah, her she's powers. a brand new character. Um, I was about to ask, who is that? I, she, I don't her even name remember. is Lucy. She doesn't. Yeah, as Lucy. far as I'm aware, she does not have a superhero name yet. I'm sure they'll get on that soon. She just now basically got her powers this issue. I mean, yes. she had powers, but they didn't know if she had powers yeah. or if she was just well, going to like explode. Randomly yeah, like she's had point. these lightning powers, but they were definitely going to kill her. Yeah. And now it seems like they've stabilized it, but um, yeah. she has to live with never being. She has like the rogue thing going on where she can never touch somebody you know, have intimate contact with them again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it feels like this series is just now really getting started with this team. Yeah. Um, and it's very exciting to see just these five ladies kicking ass. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Especially with this, this art team, dude. Yeah. When Hawkeye showed up, my jaw dropped. I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. And then, then this page, you know, this, you know, and I was like, Oh, she go hang out too. She's not just here for a minute. So, I mean, and look at this. I mean, geez, look at that. I mean, even with that Echo Lands. There's another good really two-page spread with um, Spider-Girl on top, um, Yelena in the middle, and I think Natasha at the bottom where, like, you go across the page and, like, watch their fight scene, too. Oh, That's yes. really a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if you had to do a uh, display of every cool bit of artwork in this book, we would be here for hours. Oh, there's one where it's just uh, – is it Arachnia they call her? Arachne, I think. Arachne. Is I keep calling her Spider Girl. Arachne, I yeah, think, that's is her not proper Spider Girl, name. though. I think that's somebody different. There's too many damn spider people. I mean, but anyway. By her name, Arana. I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah, Arana. That's right. Aranya. I think it's a Latina name. But anyway, it's My her and, and Kate, like, standing back to back. And it's just one full page. And, oh, it's rad, dude. Yeah. This is a great book. Uh, it's always a great book, though. It's like Immortal Hulk. It's, you could always have it, and Taylor I always mean, does. I mean, yes. Okay, so... <laughs> I when am guilty. Good, it's good. You I, should. If it's consistently good, I will consistently pick it. Dude, and no one it, is going to argue if you pick a book that has this in it. This is amazing. I do recognize that it makes my picks a little boring week in and week out, it's but... It's like it's like when Saga starts coming back, you're gonna have Saga on your fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna have Saga. <laughs> no, with, because with... I only get that in trade, trade so you, you will trade. be spared from that. Um, <laughs> Shit, I might start throwing that on my list every week, man. I love that book. Uh, anyway, yeah, sure. that's a wrap. That's all of our books. Some great books this week, but man, pound for pound, really, Image, dude, had just so many books, but they're all just books that are great all the time, you know. 
so it's kind of like Black Widow for me. It's hard for me to pick those out, you know, for my for my top. So, uh, anyway, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, go over to outrightgeekery.com. You'll find links for all the different shit we got going on, different social media pages, friends and pals like the Comic Book Bullies and Patreons and places you can buy swag. Oh, there's an audio version of the show now that you can go and, and grab. So. I can listen all to it at of, work. Yep, all kinds of awesomeness going on over there. Uh, come back tomorrow. We talked about comics uh, in the last segment. We're going to talk about next week comics. Actually, like tomorrow night's comics. In uh, tomorrow night's show. So come back for that. Hopefully uh, Adam will be around for that. I don't know what happened to him tonight. I'm sure he's fine. Anyway, keep coming back the rest of the week. Comic Book Bullies will be on right uh, on tonight. If the uh, holds up, yeah, if uh, Leroy holds up, he's actually in the central south area of Mississippi, so he's in for it. He's riding the storm out. Uh, yeah, so that'll be on tonight. We got Big Willie doing shit all throughout the week. So yeah, keep coming back. Thanks to everybody for listening, but most of all, thanks to these jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always a pleasure. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel.